What is going on? It's been a while since I've done this, guys. What is going on, everybody? It is Brad, also known as the Monster Truck Knucker, and welcome back to a live episode of Crush This, a Monster Truck podcast. That is right. Me and Cheech are back. Uh, thank you to Cheech for the last couple of weeks doing pre-recorded episodes while he is out on the road with Monster Jam and the Hall Brothers Racing Team. Um, if you're at a show or where Cheech is at, go say hi. Um, you know, hopefully he might have some stickers on him. You never know. So uh, go go see Cheech at a show. Um, you know, uh, always as as always, we're sponsored by Hogton Coffee and J Concepts. Except this episode is brought to you by Mark Werner and MW1 Entertainment. Mark is one of mine and Cheech's good buddies. We go back all the way back to the uh, MTM two days, and it's cool seeing Mark doing his thing announcing. Um, we will announce the uh, guest for the next episode next week uh, at the end of the show. And uh, today's guest is Mr. Paul Jensen from Team Throttle Monster. Um, you've seen him drive a couple trucks within that team. Uh, now is more behind the wheel of Jurassic Attack. Uh, you've seen him fill in uh, for Velociraptor for uh, Too Tall. No, it was no, it was. I think it was Too Tall or um, Travis. It's hard to know who's driving which some of these days, but um, we'll play our little intros here for uh, Backshot Productions and MTRC, and we'll get into the show. So stay tuned, guys. Concepts, a show where we take you inside the minds of your favorite drivers, past and present, of the monster truck industry. And now, your hosts, Brad Shaw and Dan Chichagash. Buckle in. The show starts now. That was a good intro. It, it, a good intro. It, it's been a while, man. It's been a while since I've had to do an intro. <laughs> right? But, you know, it, it, it's good to finally do one episode, at least, you know, back to the regular schedule program. I mean, we, we've been, uh, hit, I've been going all over the place. I saw Paul like a couple weeks ago at Salt Lake City. And then, you know, when we uh, saw him there. But, you know, you got married last month. And it's just yeah. like a really, really, uh, uh crazy time you know it's just really crazy it's, it's dark on my outside my window it's still daylight over yours and yep. his uh, yeah. that's that's what uh living in the mountain standard time does you know it's 605 it's still you know bright out and it actually surprisingly for here in northern Alberta, canada you think it'd be cold and snowy in freedom units it's 31 degrees today 
It's zero degrees Celsius here. It is nice. We're not buried under snow right now. It is nice, but it'll freeze and it'll get sketchy again. But uh, yeah, as Cheech mentioned, I got married recently and, you know, life uh, had a birthday recently. Life is crazy. But uh, as Cheech said, it feels good to be back doing a live show again, back to our normal way. And um, like I said, the beginning, Cheech, thank you for getting some pre-recorded episodes out. Um, I know you're going to be doing some more while you're back on the road, um, mm -hmm. but we do appreciate that, man. Well, thank you. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, just trying to knock some stuff out, you know, during the time Monster Jam and stuff like that. So we're going to actually have one of Paul's drivers in the next couple of weeks. We're going to interview Bailey. I think we're going to do her uh, interview her live. And uh, uh, she wanted to be on because she wanted one of these hoodies. And I'm trying to sweet talk to Chris and 6B to help out. Um, but, um, yeah, hey, Paul. <laughs> I mean, uh, right now, I mean, you have – we're just going to start – we normally do a timeline. But we're just going to start off right now. I mean, you have your whole fleet touring the Monster Jam season right now. Uh, two at the arenas. Uh, one in a stadium event. Um, just, uh, recollect of what's going on right now with your team, man. It's been, you know, I took a, a little bit of a break here for first quarter this year, just because there's so many weeks and my construction company got busy and I had some family needs and, and things like that. So I decided to be the fill in driver and, and, you know, I've been just as busy trying to keep these guys in parts and, you know, all the stuff that they need to keep going and. Um, yeah, it's been really busy start to our season so far, but it's also been fun. I've, I got to go out and drive a little bit in Miami and in Newark. And so I still get my fix, but. You know, it's crazy to see how Throttle Monster has grown. You know, I remember when, you know, it was just basically Kamikaze and then um, Vendetta, you know, and then now yeah. look at you guys. You guys are multiple trucks amazing drivers you know i got to see your guys's trucks in edmonton actually this past year in uh, the commonwealth stadium event and uh you know you guys are one of the thriving and i'll say it super teams in in the business you know you you have a couple you have you know triple b you have you guys the Kohlers. you guys are considered the super teams and that's just what i call it you know talk about the success that you guys have had over the last couple of years and, and and building your team to what it is today. You know, when Mike and I first got together, we neither of us probably ever thought that we'd be running six trucks and running them all for Monster Jam and that sort of thing. But when we first started out with Kamikaze and uh, Mike moved back here to Utah, it was, you know, it only made sense to build another truck. So then we went to two. And, uh, you know, obviously our goals and aspirations at that time were to build up those two trucks and hopefully, you know, at some point get back into monster jam. And, you know, that's kind of the pinnacle of our, our sport, if you will. So we set off on that track and uh, I'm trying to think if I built, I think Zach wanted to build a truck at that point. And so, you know, if you have three, then you have to have four and then it just kind of morphed into five and six. And, you know, we're, I just feel really, blessed and grateful that I have all these great people that, you know, want to come work with our team. And, you know, it only makes sense when you have good people and good drivers like, you know, Tutal and Travis and, and Mike and Bailey and all of the drivers. We have Hunter Souza, you know, he's an up and coming star and, and Dalton, you know, his, 
his performances speak for themselves, but it's just really cool to, you know, have that transit transition be so natural. And, you know, it was almost easy to get to the, to the trucks we're at, but then, you know, maintaining them and, and keeping everything going now is the hard part for us. But, you know, like you said, we got all three teams in monster jam. So that's really, you know, that's really cool. And now we just got to keep them there and keep them at that, that level and operating at a high standard. You know, it's just like he, Brad was talking about, like one of the super teams in the monster truck world, you guys have a level of expertise that promoters look at you guys for. And one thing that I've noticed is I have never heard a bad thing from any promoter in the industry and you have very good terms. Uh, you know, you could be at one week at monster jam next week. You'd be a toughest or the week after that, an all-star event. Um, you know, the relationships that you and your team have with these promoters, uh, you know, is very, very professional. Uh, and also, um, you know, like question is, is like, how do you maintain the relationships with these promoters where some other teams, they have a difficult time doing it? I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, is accountability is one thing. You know, if we screw up, we we screwed up. You know, um, the other thing is, I, I think, you know, I think they look at teams and they know that you're going to have bad weekends, you know, any promoter. Know, well, as you know, you know, at any given time, you could kick the rods out of a motor or you can blow up a transmission or you can do any of those things. But I think they look at how you react to that and what your decision making process is when things like that happen. Um, you know, that kind of shapes that relationship and, and, you know, they'll have, I feel like they have our back because we have their back, you know, this last weekend, for instance, you know, we have, we have a spare transmission for every truck. So every trailer has two spare transmissions in it. I have two, two more at the shop just in case. And, you know, Hunter and Dalton, they happen to, uh, you know, try kicking the transmissions into reverse while they're still going forward <laughs> They, they blew up two transmissions. Well, they, they were out of transmissions. So, you know, I, uh, Tim Mente, he's, you know, four or five hours from there. We called him up and, uh, he drove us a transmission all the way down. You know, we could have just said, Hey, we're out of transmissions. There's nothing we can do. We're not running Sunday. You know, it's only one of the four shows, but you know, no, that's not what we did. We, we got a transmission down there, you know, thanks to some, some good friends and, we got that truck running, you know, same thing when I, I went to Miami, um, you know, my truck, uh, um, I blew up the rear end. Mike and I were up till four 30 in the morning, uh, changing the rear end out. By the time we got that done, we realized that there was a broken rod in the motor. And so my truck was pretty much done. You know, it's four 30 AM on Sunday morning and Dalton wasn't feeling too well. So, I went straight to the hotel on no sleep and uh, got me a plane ticket to Newark and flew to Newark and, you know, slept on the plane and then drove his truck in Newark. And I, I think the little things like that were, are, are what builds those relationships is they know that no matter what, you're going to do absolutely everything you possibly can to put on a good show and, you know, give them the their money's worth for what they're paying for. And I also think your guys' veteran experience, you know, with you and Mike being in the sport, as long as you guys have had been in, 
you know, you guys have seen it all. You guys have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly side of the sport. And, and, and you know, with, with your guys' team, you have a lot of young drivers. You know, you mentioned Dalton Widener, which, you know, champion in uh, the toughest tour last year, um, you know, uh, Hunter. Then you have veterans like Too Tall. You got Bailey Shea in the team now. You know, what kind of the wisdom and, and stuff are you guys putting into the younger drivers coming up like Dalton? And, and and Hunter and you know what are you trying to impart in them and instill in them to carry on you know to let's say a form a future driver I mean I, th- I think the biggest thing is that you know just to be just be yourself you know um, you know we do a lot of the the pit parties and you know meeting fans and things like that and if if they see that you're genuine and authentic then they're going to cheer for you you know if you're excited to see them and and they're excited to see you you kind of you can create that bond in in a few short seconds you know during a pit party line or whatever and you know that's what creates fans for life but um the other thing is uh you know a lot of times um when you're racing monster trucks or your free sound, whatever, you know, especially monster jam, you know, your, your first monster jam show you show up to is, is different than anything else. You know, you're nervous, you know, Oh my gosh, you're, you're lining up with this superstar. And, you know, so we try and we try and teach them to always run their own race. Don't pay attention to the other guy. Don't pay attention to what show you're at, what you're doing. Just from the time the light turns green, you're only thinking about you and your truck and how you can make your run faster or better or whatever. And I think that works out a lot better. Um, you know, we find a lot more success that way. Uh, you know, it, the show doesn't, you know, the limelight doesn't get to your head that way. And, you know, at the end of the day, we try and instill confidence in them that, you know, they're, they're on the, the, the top of the world stage in monster trucks and they're there for a reason. And, you know, they got to have that confidence and go out every time and try and, and try and win. You know, and also the cool thing is with your team is like with Kohler and them too, is every driver kind of have their own identity. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when Bailey gets out of, you know, uh, the Mont Dalmatian idea, you know, Rockwell or Hunter and his, you know, wrecking machine. It, it's pretty cool that you, you know, and then you have, you know, two tall and Travis, they're both driving philosophers, but they're two different colors. So they're kind of yep. separate that way, you know, um, you know, it, it, it keep, I always think that, you know, each driver has their own personality. And I always thought that was pretty cool how, you know, each truck has its own identity. Yeah. That's, you know, that's another thing, you know, something as simple as, as the drivers putting their name on the truck, you know, that, that means a lot to, means a lot to me, you know, when I'm out there driving a truck and it has my name on it, it's, you know, it, it's my truck. It's, I'm out there, you know, um, putting on a show and everybody knows I'm in the truck. And so we, you know, Dalton, he, even the Jurassic that he's driving this year, he wanted all of the scales to be lime green, you know, and he's the only one that drives the lime green Jurassic attack. And so, yeah, you're right. I mean, that, all of those little things make a big difference and it's, it's pretty cool to watch. I mean, it's fun to drive monster trucks, but I really do get a kick out of watching these guys and 
especially when they're successful and how happy they are. And, you know, I also get to talk to them on the weekends where they didn't do so good, you know, pick them back up when they're down. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a roller coaster, you know, in this industry, because, well, like we said earlier, you know, there, you're always going to have those weekends that everything's out of your control and something breaks and, and it doesn't go right. But, uh, you know, the key is being able to pick yourself back up the next weekend and go back out there and put on a good show. Well, you know, one guy that we've talked about a few times, Dalton Widener, you know, you would drove for some other teams and other people, you know, throughout the last couple of years. And then, you know, we got hooked up with you guys and went to the toughest tour. Now, you know, me and Cheech know Dalton from the rigs of rods and stuff like that. That's how, you know, we knew of him seeing how he's progressed in your guys' truck. Like I like mentioned earlier, coming out, winning the toughest championship last year. Now his first full season of monster jam has, has already done a stadium event in Edmonton, you know, talk about, you know, seeing his progression and, and, you know, and him winning the championship last year and just how you, how you've seen him grow in your guys' team. Um, you know, it's amazing. Uh, Dalton, he's, he's still young. You know, I think he's only, I don't know, maybe 22. He's in his early twenties for sure. But, uh, I, I think it's just building the confidence and, um, you know, we really stress quality and that's quality drivers, quality equipment, um, you know, far more than quantity. I mean, we would have never made it past two trucks if we could get two trucks, you know, up to the standard that we wanted to, to run them at. But he's, uh, Dalton has done, I mean, he's just, he's done really well. All of our drivers have him in particular, you know, he went out, we told him, you know, toughest tour. You know, he's racing with uh, with Zach, and, you know, Zach even owns his own truck. And, you know, we're like, win. You know, no matter who you line up against, if you can win, win. And, you know, he went out there and did just that. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I mean, Toughest Tour is, you know, it's no joke either. It's <laughs> there's it's straight up and straight down and, you know, puts a good beating on you. And, and he went out there and won. And so we were pretty excited about that. And then, you know, he – uh, his very first monster jam show he went out and won racing you know beat uh grave digger weston anderson in the final so he was pretty excited about that you know just one one success after another it builds on itself and you know he, he got the confidence to start doing stoppies and you know he picked up on that you know really quick and a lot quicker than me i'm one of those old school guys that's you know all about big air and cyclone donuts and i'm like what you want me to put my truck in reverse in the middle of a run that just doesn't make sense to me but uh no it's it's exciting um you know he's only i guess that's what this is his second full year with us so you know he's he's competing with the best of them i think he's in he's either in third or a close fourth uh on the tour he's he's on and that's that's great so let's go let's talk about a little bit about the toughest tour because uh, when I was with Jerry and them, you guys are kind of forming the team uh, and and you guys did a lot with them. And then you kind of transition of having some of the team uh, Monster Jam and the toughest with with you guys starting out doing the toughest and, you know, throwdowns and and uh uh, all-star and stuff like that. Did that help you guys uh, transition to Monster Jam with the durability of your trucks? Uh, I know, like you said, with the toughest tour, it's straight up and down, and the trucks will break really 
easily. And um, yeah. one thing I know is, you know, Jerry Beck and his trucks are pretty tough, uh, you know, durability wise. And, and did you guys, when you, when you and Mike were on the, you know, and Zach were talking about durability and, you know, how strong these trucks need to be, uh, was that a good test for you guys? You know, absolutely. Uh, you know, as far as throwdown and that, the outdoor shows, you know, they're, they're as extreme as it gets. But as far as an arena or show, you know, the the toughest tour, they, they have the, the steepest and biggest and, you know, most gnarly jumps and stuff out there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, we, we definitely tested all of our parts and figured out what, you know, for instance, we didn't have hub savers on our hubs. And so I broke a couple of hubs on toughest tours. So now we have hub savers on all of our hubs and, you know, little things like that, checking all the bolts and spindles and making sure they're not stretched and, you know, different things like that. But yeah, I definitely think, um, the especially toughest tour for me, you know, uh, navigating those, th their courses in such a small area really helped out. You know, one thing that I really like about your team is, is your guys' interaction with your sponsors. You know, you guys are always plugging your sponsors from, you know, uh, Redline Oil to Rockwell, TBM Brakes. Talk about the relationships you guys have been able to build with your partners, especially Rockwell, because, you know, being a brand from Utah, you know, they're very, they, they're awesome products. You guys actually just announced a collaboration with them for uh, Jurassic Attack watches. Um, talk about, you know, your partnerships and especially the one with Rockwell, because Rockwell is such a really unique company. Yeah. Um, you know, I've known Rockwell for a long time. Um, Rich and Johnny over there, they're just, they're good people. You know, we, we, uh, you know, first and foremost, we're, we're really good friends. And so that makes the rest of our relationship easy. Um, you know, we visit with each other all the time, go to lunch, do things like that. And, uh, you know, we've always had the, had the mindset that if it's, if it's fun, if it's good, and if eventually we can make a couple dollars on it, let's do it. And so, you know, just like with the Jurassic, uh, watch collaboration, and we'll probably have, have some other trucks coming out in watches and things like that. But, you know, for us, sponsors are, are everything. Um, you know, every little bit helps when you're, uh, you know, when you're trying to compete at the level we're competing at and, you know, going through the parts that we're going through and things like that. It's, you know, and Redline Oil, I can't say enough about them. Um, you know, they, they help us out with all of our lubricants and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a major help. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, you know, one oil change on one monster truck is, you know, two, $300 worth of oil. And that's not including the transmission or, you know, gear oil or anything like that. And, uh, you know, if you're having to fork out a few hundred bucks per truck every weekend and it's every little bit helps, you know, renegade fuels, they're, they're, uh, helping us out with, uh, methanol this year. And so, yeah, it's, it's just awesome to be a part of. And it's even more awesome when you're sponsored by products that you believe in and, and they believe in you and, you know, you, you really can represent something well when it's something that you believe in. You know, and, and we're going to peel a little bit off of the monster truck world and talk about your construction company, because, uh, you know, that that's close to your heart too, you and your brother and, uh, tell people about it. You know, you guys do a different type, a different type of form of construction company, correct? Yeah. So we do, we're, we're a general contractor, but we're, we also, 
I call it a general subcontractor. So uh, we do a lot of work, uh, schools and hospitals and uh, government installations. We do a lot of work at Hill Air Force Base and some other bases and things. But um, the, the jobs that we aren't general contracting, we do, we pretty much go in and we do everything other than, uh, you know, the licensed trades, which are like plumbing, electrical, um, HVAC. So we'll go in and we do demolition. We do all the build back. Uh, you know, everything from doors and hardware to toilet partitions, drywall, uh, flooring, paint, uh, ceilings, all that kind of stuff. And we, I mean, I've been everywhere from Air Force bases in Hawaii to Colorado to Maryland. Uh, just pretty much all over um, doing construction projects. Have you ever thought about doing a demo with one of the trucks at one point? <laughs> <laughs> that might that might be pretty – I thought about it, but it's like, how do you line up the insurance for that? <laughs> uh, so, you know, one, one cool thing with your guys' team, you know, we've mentioned the truck a few times, Jurassic Attack, you know, and, and, you know, I was talking to you a little bit before the show, and, you know, that truck I, I've always been a fan of, being from Alberta, and Don Frankish is the one that started it. Um, and then you guys started running the name, I think it was last year or the year before, and now you guys are, you are full owner of the name. And everything talk about kind of how that happened and and you know why you guys decided to go with uh you know acquiring jurassic attack and uh, and everything yeah so you know jurassic attack hadn't ran for i don't know 10 or 12 years and it didn't seem like anybody you know don was ever going to let anybody run it or anything like that but mike and i were sitting down we were talking one day and we were we were thinking you know what would be a really if we could bring back a truck that that's not running anymore, what would be our number one pick? And we both came up with Jurassic attack because, you know, when I was driving with, uh, with Craig way back in the day in the early two thousands, you know, that's when Lindsay was driving Jurassic attack. And it was like, I mean, it was the most awesome truck ever, you know, at that point to me anyways. And so I kind of had a lot of sentimental value with the truck. And so I, it probably took me, well, probably a good year uh, talking back and forth with Don on Facebook Messenger, and uh, you know, finally talked him into into letting us run it. But he still owned it, and you know, it it's been a great relationship. You know, it worked out well. You know, we had a had a five year lease on it, and I I think we might have maybe got just barely got to two years on it, but it just made sense. Um, you know, for us to purchase it so that we could, you know do watches and, and try and bring the name up to, um, you know, as big as we can possibly get it and take move it forward from here, which is kind of hard to do when you don't technically own it and you don't know what's going to happen at the end of five years. And so it just made sense for both of us to, you know, to, to do the deal at that time. And we were, I was pretty excited to, to get that deal finalized and be the owner of Jurassic Attack. Now, you know, when you guys got the the name or uh, was able to have the name to run on a truck, you know, the identity of it uh, to the old school fans, it would see the tan or the blue, purple or blue body truck uh, with the kind of the cartoon lettering. Uh, when you had the okay to, you know, bring the name back, uh, 
what was your ideas originally with the truck? Were you guys going to go old school or what? You, uh, obviously now the truck has a futuristic uh, yeah. Triceratops type deal, but mm-hmm. what was the creation idea of the truck prior to it? So maybe, I don't know, probably five or six years before we brought Jurassic Attack back, Don was talking with uh, another person in the industry to possibly bring the truck back and, they had wanted to make a robotic type, you know, dinosaur uh, to bring it back as that. So I kind of collaborated with Don on that. And then we got a hold of Jason Becker over at Master of Faster. And we said, look, this is what we're, we want it to be kind of robotic and different. And, um, you know, so Jason, he, he's the one that created that for us. And Don liked it and we liked it. So that's the one we came out you know, came out with, but we definitely have plans to bring, I want to bring the tan one back for sure. And, uh, you know, possibly the blue one or maybe even the purple one at some point, who knows, but, uh, I have the original tan one that, uh, that Don ran in, uh, in Europe, um, at our shop, but it is like, it's been repaired so many times. It is, you know, the fiberglass on it's like an inch thick. So, I think if we stuck it on at this point, it would it'd probably break into a million pieces. So we're probably going to have to, you know, build a new body and get somebody to airbrush it up like the original. And we'll bring that back at some point. Hearing that makes me happy because I prefer the original over the blue. And I, I love the new one, but I just, there's something about the original that just, yeah. there's something about it, you know, and then talk about, you know, after you guys, you know, started running Jurassic Attack, when was the idea for Velociraptors started? Because that is a very unique, you know, idea, you know, continuing on with, you know, the dinosaur theme. When did that idea kind of start being talked about? And then you guys actually made like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So Velociraptors kind of, it's, that's kind of my creation. I came up with that and was talking with Mike about it. And I'm like, we need to come out with another dinosaur before somebody else does. And, uh, so I got a hold of uh, Star Creations and I uh, talked to Jesse over there and I said, the, look, we want a Velociraptor. I don't know what it's going to look like or anything like that. And he was asking me for pointers and, you know, what colors and this, that, and the other. I'm like, listen, Jesse, I, I can't draw a good stick figure. So <laughs> you're, you're just going to have to figure this out on your own. And so, and, you know, he knocked it out of the park first revision and, um yeah it was really cool to you know to unveil that out at the world finals and monster jam let us do that out there so that was really cool um yeah so now we have two dinosaurs running around uh, yeah kids love dinosaurs I, I i think that was the biggest thing was uh you know from driving jurassic attack uh last year it's like you would not believe how many kids come up to you and they are telling me about dinosaurs I've never even heard of, you know, they know all the statistics and different things about them. And so that's kind of why we stuck with the dinosaur theme, you know, but uh, yeah, it's really cool. And then Travis wanted his own identity, like we were talking about earlier. And so we came out with the blue and the blue and black one, but yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. Let's think about the different trucks that you guys are different bodies. Uh, no, just put the the Monster Jam bodies on the side is like, you know, you have that, but your guys' original in-house stuff, you have like 
two dinosaurs, two different species of dinosaurs, yeah. uh, two kind of classic body pickup trucks with the, I think the old Chevy. And then you have, uh, actually two old Chevys. Um, yeah. and then, you know, you have, you know, your, you know, popular off-road Raptor type body that was on Kamikaze and Wrecking Machine and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you have a lot of teams like, you know, that like to keep, you know, different identities, but they are basically the same type of body trucks or, you yeah. know, some type of form like that. So, you know, with that, all that mixture and stuff like that, I mean, um, you know, it's so diverse. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that goes back to everybody on our team. We're, we're like one big family. You know, there's a story behind each one of those names and each, each one of those um, body styles, you know, um, uh, wrecking machine, for instance, is uh, that was Hunter Souza's uh, mini monster that he drove around for a long time. And uh, so when, when he started driving for us, it, they, you know, wanted to know if we could, uh, if we could bring that name up into the, full-size monsters and they're uh they had a uh, 1964 chevy uh pickup truck that i i want to say their grandpa or great grandma anyway somebody had this 64 chevy that they you know was kind of the family heirloom if you will and so we uh you know we got that mold we called up uh we called up big kahuna and asked him if it was okay if we came out with that body style because obviously big kahuna had that that style first and he's like yeah man that sounds you know shane england he said yeah that'd be awesome to have another one out there and so we uh we acquired that body and built a mold for it so that we can uh you know we produce all of our bodies here in salt lake city so that we can don't have to ship them or wait on them or anything like that but and then even the design of the uh the wrecking machine you know if you look at the numbers and and different things on it those all those all have some, have some sort of meaning to, to Jeff and Hunter. And so, um, Mike's truck vendetta, you know, he wanted a, he wanted a 51 Chevy chop top. So we put that one on there and then he was able to design the whole thing. And so, yeah. And the, I'm trying to think here, kamikaze, that one will always be in my heart. You know, I started that one and, uh, with the trophy bot, uh, truck, actually, uh, originally it was a Ford Ranger trophy truck. And then we transitioned into the 2014, um, uh, Raptor Baja body. And I think that's about it. Maybe we better add a couple different bodies to that. <laughs> and your brother and you did, you drove the white kamikaze and Zach always drove yeah. the black one too. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he's probably he probably represents Kamikaze a little bit better than me. He's he's pretty crazy. We we saw him at a I think it was a it might have been a throwdown show, but he's he, we have this picture and he's ten feet off the ground, completely upside down, had been spinning a donut, and you know the brakes were sparking and things were lighting on fire. I called him up. I'm like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, I didn't feel a thing." <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever <laughs> and, and that just proves how you know the safety has come you look at what happened with nick pagliarillo this past weekend that hit that he took yeah. like yeah. even even cole stevens in thunder horse like the hits that they took and they're they're safe you know 
they're probably going to be pretty sore the next day, but they're they're not breaking any bones or anything. Let Let's go back to your time driving for Craig. You know, in the in the tough, in the, I think it was Tough Country uh, truck. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about you know the differences, and obviously the sports changed a lot since then. But like the big differences that you noticed between back then in the trucks and today in the trucks, and also kind of what's still similar, you know, from then to now. Well, I mean, you know, back in I think the biggest thing as far as performance wise is all of the new the new tricks and new styles and, and different things. You know, back in the day it seemed like it was more, you know, racing was racing and you know, you would have a sky wheelie contest and everybody went out and did the same exact thing. And, you know, so it's evolved a lot as far as the different tricks and, and things that we do. But like you were just talking about, about safety. I mean, I had a, uh, you know, back in, in the early days, I had a, it was a boat seat is what it was. It was a Corbo seat, had no shoulder restraints. It didn't have a head restraint. Um, you know, there was no Hans device or anything like that. So I just had a foam neck roll and um, you know, every weekend it was like getting in a major car wreck, you know, you would recover for three or four days and your, your neck would be tight and, you know, you couldn't wait for Friday night to do a show so you could stretch your neck back out and at least walk normal for a couple of days. But I mean, I remember one time in Nampa, uh, Idaho for monster gym, there was a car van car stack in the center and I jumped that and I side slapped one direction and I side slapped the other direction and it hurt so bad that I just drove right out the tunnel and to the trailer. That was it. I was done. So, um, you know, that's the biggest thing is we can go out there and we can jump these trucks unlimited. You know, you can jump a truck as high as you want and, you know, and be just fine. The shocks have evolved a ton. Um, you know, I remember back in the day, you know, we would push the, the top cap of the bump stop right right through the bump stop and it'd be touching the bottom bump stop. You know, that's how hard you would hit sometimes and things like that. But, um, and then also, uh, you know, the quality of parts, um, you know, from transmissions to, you know, third members to motors, all that sort of thing has also come a long ways. And we're not, uh, we're not fighting those issues each and every time we go out there. Sorry about that. I was about to sneeze and I was trying to buy, uh, I was about to blow my nose. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, it stopped. That's good. Uh, Travis yeah. Swello, he helped out with toodles, uh, this weekend. He had a good time crewing, uh, for the team in Fargo, uh, good people all around. You know, when, when you're looking for a perfect example is he's testing the waters. He was a tech official and now he's testing the waters and stuff like that. When you're looking at, a potential crew member or you're looking at someone in general, um, you know, a lot of teams may not have the, they, they, they're so gun ho throughout the whole year that sometimes they don't have the patience or the time to bring someone up. Um, you know, with you guys and your team, you have, you know, brought people up also, but you have found people in other other types of the monster truck community into one. Um, what, what do you help these people out as soon as they get to it, you know, or, you know, like for instance, get their foot in the door. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I personally look for is the first thing I look for is character. What type of person is this? You know, we can, we can teach anybody who's, you know, teachable. 
and that wants to learn you know monster trucks when it all boils down to it, it they're they're fairly simple you know they're i like to call them a tractor with a lot of horsepower but uh you know the very first thing i do if, if somebody's interested in coming to work for us is i go through i go through their social medias i i look at what type of stuff are they posting are they a positive person or are they a negative person do they you know if if i had to post one of my sponsors on that person's page would it would i be okay with that would it represent me well and uh so i, I think character is probably the biggest thing that we that we look for you know i know one guy that you brought in this past year uh vincent ackard um kind of go way back with him as well um he had another podcast for a while and he's been getting in the industry you know and and it seems like he's working well for you guys you guys also have mason paul um he used to be at the cretans for a while um and then you have a guy like Tutal on your team who was a technician for many years, crew chief, and now, you know, driving the last couple of years. You know, how's having Tutal on the team? You know, we, we had him on, I think, was it Cheech, like two or so years ago we had Tutal on? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and how's it having him and his knowledge of, you know, the trucks on the team and also him sharing his knowledge to these younger guys coming onto your team? It's uh... – it's, it's been great. You know, I like to, I like all of these, every guy that you named, you know, if you notice one thing about them, they're, they're all anti-drama, you know, there's a lot of drama in monster trucks, but our team, we, we keep all the, all the drama away. And, uh, you know, too tall, he gets along with, he gets along with everybody on our team. And I think the, you know, the, the, the the main thing I like about him as far as teaching other people is he leads by example. You know, he, he goes out there and he, he shows them how to do stuff. And even, you know, from driving to working on the trucks, you know, whatever it might be. And he's very, uh, he's very technical and he's very finesse with his truck. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I love watching him drive it. He's my wife's favorite driver. I'm like, how can somebody else be your favorite driver? <laughs> <laughs> she's like i don't know he's the best on the team i'm like well, you know it's a lot <laughs> you know and but. It, it's cool seeing all these guys you know like for instance travis travis was a monster yeah. jam technician and went and did racing with tim and then darren and um all those people and then you have bailey shea another one that but but she had a different type of uh a story to tell because she did the corporate side of driving, flying, driving, flying, driving, flying. Now she's into, you know, the other side of the coin, the independent life, um, you know, and she's learning pretty good about, um, I guess she, when I talked to her, she loves it, how you and Mike call to check in on her and how get some feedback when she was saying she was working for the other company um, they kind of put her on a handcuff to her leash saying, you know, this and that. And if she rolled over, you know, that wasn't supposed to be, or they didn't plan on it. Uh, she would get a phone call about why, you know, and then this and that. But when you guys talk to her, you guys give her free reign. And she, she, when I talked to her or last time I saw her, she was working at the other company, Monster Jam. She had a lot on her back and now it seems like that's all gone. And uh, the way you, like you said before, like 
these these guys have their own character, but it seems like you guys are like doing the same thing as what Kohler does is you guys can run this truck hard, but you guys got to fix these things. Uh, if not, you know, there's going to be a problem, but yeah. it seems like you guys are doing the same thing where you're letting these guys do what they need to do, but they have to fix the stuff. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. And you know, uh, in all fairness, there's, there's been times when we are like, okay, you know, you guys can go drive hard at this show, but, we're not trying to qualify the, for the world finals. So, you know, don't go out there and total your truck, you know, for each and every situation, there's a, you know, there's a, you know, there's a time and a place for everything, I guess, if you will. And, um, you know, we're trying to do the best we possibly can leading up to the world finals. And so, yeah, everybody has free reign, so to speak, but, you know, also don't drive above your abilities. You know, if you're going out there every single round and you're rolling over you're not winning and you're driving above your head so you know there i'm sure there will be times where we we've got a call and and you know kind of have those same talks like let's tone it back a little bit and you'll actually do better you know or whatever the whatever the case is but that's also the nice thing about having her truck with too tall is you know too tall's truck each and every single show is is on point it's ready it's, you know, rarely does something break that's a, that's a maintenance issue, you know, and he, he does some amazing stuff and he probably breaks the least amount of parts of anybody on our team. So you know, I think it's just putting the right people with the right people. And, and uh, it's interesting, Brad, uh, we have a Tim Hall on our team. They have a Tim Hall on their team. <laughs> it, it's weird because it's like, uh, what was it? It was at, um, uh, uh, Tacoma. Well, if Tim Hall Jr. would have made it to Tacoma, there would have been a Mark, Tim, Tim Hall Jr., and a Scott Hall. There would have been a <laughs> Hall family union. But uh, I think that was, that's also cool, too, because I forgot to mention about Tim Hall Jr. He jumped on board yeah. with you guys uh, helping Vincent and uh, helping to Tom Bailey yeah. and that team at the Monster on the Monster Jam West Tour and stuff like that. Uh, having him on also, uh, what does that bring to the team, uh, especially with Tutal and uh, Bailey? You know, he has he has all of the knowledge to fix anything that might break on the truck, and he also has the ability to, you know, analyze and, and troubleshoot and figure out what's wrong if it, if they don't know what you know what is wrong. So I think that's where he helps us the most is especially with, um, you know, having Bailey driving and too tall, if he's in the truck, you know, if something happens to Bailey's truck, he can, he can figure it out and, and get that problem fixed and too tall can stay in his truck and do, you know, do his thing. But that's, I mean, I love the variety on our team. It's like each and every person on our team has things that they're really good at and, uh, you know, Travis, for instance, he's, he's probably the best as far as making videos and, and doing YouTube stuff and, you know, editing and, and getting things posted and things like that. And, you know, a team like ours, you know, like we said earlier about sponsors, that stuff's important because we need to, we need to make sure we're, we're constantly posting and, and keeping everybody up on what we're doing and, you know, giving the, giving our sponsors the exposure they need as well. Cheech, when you were mentioning about all those halls, it's going to sound lame, but if they were all in Tacoma, it'd be Hall in the family. 
It'll be all good. <laughs> and also, Paul, we have somebody that wants to say hello, Mr. Phil Vicenza. He sends, he says hello. To you. Hey, what's going on, Phil? And I love that guy. Phil is always, uh, he's, it's always so good to see him. Every time I see him, he has a smile on and, you know, it, it's just, I, I, like I said earlier, I just feel grateful to be around such, such good people doing what we, what we love doing. You know, and Phil's right now heading to Stockholm, Sweden. So there's some people right now, I guess they have an event this weekend in Stockholm. So uh, it's going to be uh, pretty interesting to see that. Uh, I know Ken Doug, he was the uh, fleet manager, I guess, for this this year at the West Tour. Uh, he's going to be there also. So we'll see different people in here and there for that event and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so Phil, have fun there at Stockholm. Yeah, now, we're going to miss you, Phil. <laughs> I, I'm going to plant a seed here, okay? TBM breaks. Right. Yep. Part of Motion Race Works, which a certain person, a YouTube person, Cletus, is part owner of. Oh, you wow. should try to do something with that because seeing Cletus in a monster truck, I think, would be a pretty yeah. badass thing, in my opinion. I, I think so too, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't keep up much on the, the famous YouTube. Uh, you know, I don't watch YouTube much and all that kind of thing. I'm kind of old school, I guess. But Dalton was telling me that a, a while ago. He's like, "Man, we need to go to the Freedom Factory." And so, Cletus, if you're out there, we want to come to the Freedom Factory and do so. Hey, you just got to get a hold of Heavy D and Diesel Dave because I know he they've done some stuff with you guys and yeah, they're boys at Cletus. You, it, I think it'd yeah. be awesome. It'd be exposure for you guys and TBM breaks and. Yeah. And all the other stuff, you know, I think it'd be a really cool collaboration to, yeah. to see because he's into all different types of motorsports. You know, yeah. you see him doing drag racing, off-road trucks. Get him yep. behind the wheel. You probably have to modify the seat because that dude's tall like a giraffe. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. I noticed he's been in the uh, RC airplanes, too. So Yes, he's doing a lot um, of RC stuff. He's fighting to keep the racetrack intact and stuff like that. You know, we see a lot of those racetracks gone and stuff like that. So, you know, um, you know, we had one question from fan is, uh, are you ever thinking about, you know, getting in the Hummer body? Um, you know, that would be, it would be really cool. The Hummer body is the only bad thing about the Hummer body is when you roll it over, you know, the hood, especially doesn't like it much. And it, it, you know, yeah. It I'm trying to talk about like, yeah, the, just for the fans not to be confused, the H1, the one that you drove Spider-Man oh. and Tough Country mm -hmm. and, you know, the Dragon Slayer, that, that body of a truck, the H1, the military one. Yeah. And what was your question about it? Uh, if you ever think about bringing that, you know, the H1 body back. Oh. Did we just lose him? Oh, uh -oh. can't hear you. Oh. Uh there we go. There we go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We got you. Mike. Mike was trying to call me. He must not know I'm on a world famous podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the H1 body. What was the question about that? I was wondering if you were ever, you know, bring think about bringing that body back or kind of make it kind of like full circle, you know, with you and your throttle monster team type deal. I mean, it would be cool, but like I said, it's it's not the best body as far as repairing and rolling over and things like that. And as you know, I'm I roll over a lot, so 
but I thought about it. I don't, I don't even know where we would get the, I know the, uh, so there was a company here in Utah. It was called bummer. And they were, they were building those fiberglass bodies and they were putting them on Chevy Tahoe chassis. And, uh, I think, you know, they worked out some sort of a deal with GM where they had to destroy all the molds. So if we did bring it back, it would have to be something we would have to, you know, try and recreate and build from scratch. Now, this is another question. It's kind of, you know, with the big game happening this weekend, who's your pick to win the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Philadelphia Eagles? No, the Kels Ball, I guess, is what we're calling it. I like the Chiefs, but I'm going for the Eagles. Birds. Birds fly. Yeah. Birds, I guess they say that a lot. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, that's a big weekend this weekend with the Super Bowl and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, once again, is there any type of social media people can follow you at there, Paul? What was that? Sorry. Any social media? That that people can follow you on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah we got so <laughs> <laughs> we have uh you know we have the team page obviously that's probably the main one that people can get a hold of us on uh, Team Throttle Monster and we have Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, TikTok. Twitter, all those things. Um, I'm just at Paul Jensen. I think it's Paul Jensen 01 on uh, Instagram and then Paul Jensen on uh, on Facebook. And then we have uh, all the individual truck pages. Uh, we have Jurassic Attack Monster Trucks, Velociraptor Monster Truck, Kamikaze Monster Truck, uh, Wrecking Machine, all the individual pages if you want to follow what's going on on those two. Man, that's awesome, Paul. Well, are you going to be at Denver? Um, I don't know. It depends on if I need to bring parts or not. <laughs> All right, toodles. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but I mean, it was pretty cool to see you there at uh, Salt Lake. They did a pretty cool pre-show interview with you and Zach uh, about, you know, Team Throttle Monster and how, where you guys started to where you guys are at now and, and yeah. um, you know, just touring with them. Uh, it's always been a fun time in general. It's, it's, it's a good time touring with everyone actually on this uh west coast team west coast yeah. tour you know and and you know the battle right now with uh uh you know elvis and tristan and sometimes toodles puts his two cents in and that's uh, right kind of rattles the cage but then he disappears and then right. <laughs> let them do their thing but um you know it's it's a good time and hopefully i'll see you a lot more there this season yeah sounds good Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on your podcast, and you know, big thanks to Monster Jam and all the people that support us and and believe in our team, and you know, especially all the drivers and and crew people that we have. We're just uh, we're blessed to do what we love and fulfill every 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 childhood dream out there. You know, who doesn't want to drive a monster truck and play in the dirt? Right on, right on. Uh, so outside of Tootall and Bailey or being will be at Denver. Where are the other two teams going to be at? So Mike and Travis are in Houston, NRG Stadium, and Dalton and Hunter are in Pittsburgh. All right. Well, that's at my home neck of the woods, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Good arena, good place to go to. So anything else there, Brad? Well, uh, next week, guys, our guest is Chris Rogers. 
Um, he has owned the Hurricane Bailey mud drag car, but he's getting into the monster truck world. And we will be unveiling a brand new truck name and design next week, done by yours truly. Um, uh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to unveil it. Um, he purchased Greg Adams' old truck, and we'll be unveiling all that next week. Um, I can't wait for that, and uh, it's going to be a good episode. Man, that's awesome. Once again, Paul, thank you for being on here, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Have a good Thanks, one. Paul. Well, that's going to be for next week's episode, right? Uh, yep, next week's episode, Chris Rogers. Can't wait for that one. And, guys, you know, we haven't – you know, it's, it's been a while this since – kind of a, Sorry, Brad, but, you know, you're going to do your thing. But we got to mention today it was the birthday of Mike Thompson. Yes. Uh, kind of a big hit for all of us in the monster truck world. And go ahead and go talk to your thing. But, yeah, you know, I just had to mention that. Yep, and that kind of relays into, you know, what we always say at the end of the podcast. You know, make sure you check up on your friends and family, guys. Um, you know, losing Mike was hard for a lot of us. You know, I never got to meet the man personally, but, you know, watching him on YouTube and on TV and seeing the kind of character he was, he was a great guy, big heart, you know, and, you know, we don't want you guys to go to the extremes of what, you know, him and many others have done. And, and, and your life. And we, we need you to stay here. Um, if you're struggling, please reach out to somebody, reach out to me, reach out to Cheech. It doesn't matter. Your life matters more than losing it. Okay. And if you're like, again, reach out, it doesn't matter who I don't care who you talk to. If it's a counselor, a friend, family member, reach out. If, if you realize you're struggling, get help. You know, we, we don't want to lose you. We don't want, you what's happened to many other people so um you know happy heavenly birthday mike we miss you wish you were still here with us and we will continue doing what we do in your name and and making sure people know who you are and um that's very important to uh to us and what we do in this industry because mike was a genuine person one of a kind all right and we found something new in our uh, podcast thing so uh you've been watching the whole time uh uh, yeah, we have our likes. Uh, that's on Instagram, and I think Brad's on Instagram too. Yeah, and then uh, also uh, go to our spread shop. Brad will take another ten years before another shirt comes out, <laughs> and uh, we'll go with the same retro styles that we've been going. So yep. uh, go there, and then six B apparel once again uh, with these hoodies too. But they're gonna be one of our sponsors for our episode but message bring me or brad for this uh uh crush this hoodies and crew shirts too um but once again thank you from high octane coffee and j concepts news about joey closing up his shop there in uh uh canfield youngstown he's still gonna be making the stuff uh the the, the coffee and all the the awesome drinks that you have it's gonna be at the austin town uh location this time um that's a franchise but his uh personal one i believe he talked about on facebook he's closing up shop but uh you can still get your awesome high octane coffee uh he'll still make it and stuff like that when you go to austin town in ohio you know you know what kills me about that is the hotel i stayed at when i was at his show was down the road from that location Mm-hmm. And any time that we were driving by, it was closed. So I never got to try it, unfortunately. So this summer on my road trip, I'm definitely making a stop in to try some high coffee. 
right on, right on, right on. I'll probably, yeah, it, I got some more still. He gives me a stuff, but we, uh, you know, I still have that going on. And once again, thank you to J Concepts. Uh, they're starting their season here soon with all the RC stuff. So, and then Mark Warner and his uh, uh, projects and stuff like that. Uh, go check a look at that. He was at Massa, Wisconsin this last weekend uh, for the MOD tour, Monsters of Destruction. We'll see where he's at next time. But uh, thank you again for your support. Next week, uh, we're going to what you have, Chris. And uh, that will be uh, sponsored by Justin Stories in his yeah. Making Tracks uh, comic book. So once again, guys, uh, I'll be in Denver this weekend. Uh, four shows, Fridays, two Saturdays, and Sunday. Um, I don't know the arena, but it's the home of the Avalanche and uh, Nuggets. So uh, that'd be pretty cool. So uh, that's about it for me. Yep, and uh, I have a show coming up soon. I forget exactly when, but it's in Red Deer, Alberta. It's a Chris Arell show, and I know that uh, Mikey Vodders is going to be there. So uh, open to meet up with him and uh, check out some action. It's been probably 140 days since my last show, and I'm just craving it. So I, I, I miss I miss going to shows. Um, but yeah, next week, uh, Chris Rogers, and I'm excited for that episode, guys. This design looks amazing. Um, you know, probably one of my favorites I've done so far. And uh, you know, just keeping busy with the design with the design stuff. And uh, you know, thank you guys for your support and love. Mm -hmm. You know, we we love doing this. And you know, again, thank you, Cheech, for getting some pre-recorded episodes out. You know, that's much appreciated um you know it's 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 you know awesome still being able to do this you know we're still technically the longest running monster truck podcast out there and we're going to continue to be that so um and hey huge shout out to jeff richards because i i'll always say this if it wasn't for him and monster truck radio we wouldn't do this so he was the one that uh, kind of did this way before we did it wasn't really podcasting at the time but he was doing live shows and and uh one more thing before we go if anybody knows the whereabouts of Andy Brass, let me know. That is still my bucket list episode. I just muted myself. <laughs> but you must, uh, have, must have hit something on your keyboard. Yeah, yeah, one of these brand new keyboards. But uh, well, guys, thank you for being on, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. All right, guys. Well, as we always say on the show at the very end, keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up, everybody. Peace.